Hi girls, welcome back to another episode of the Inner Path Podcast. I'm your host Bia and as always I'm really really excited to be here and I cannot wait for you guys to listen to today's episode because I brought a special guest to talk with us today and she is just such a beautiful human being. She's super inspiring and I genuinely admire her because she has no filters. She shows it how it is. She's so real on social media. She shows her process. She doesn't hide. She is raw. She is real and I really, really love that about her and we had a beautiful conversation about getting out of your comfort zone, learning to face your fears, despite whatever you know mental health issue you're struggling with, despite any limitations you might feel like you have, and how you can overcome that and continue to change your life in so many ways. I genuinely think that this conversation is such a good one, especially now that it's the beginning of the year and you know we really get to harness this energy to create bigger change in our lives, to create meaningful change in our lives. So I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. And I'm just gonna let you guys jump right into it. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, how are you? I'm great, how are you? I'm so good and thank you so much for coming honestly this is so exciting to me because I've been following for a while and I I just I find you so inspiring I know we've had a conversation before about how like our journey with the breakups and all those things that you're going to be talking about in a minute like it was very close to one another like everything was just happening like that and it really inspired me to also break that chain for myself and get out of my relationship and be a little braver. And and so first of all, thank you for that work that you do, you know, because it's so necessary. And I know it inspires so many people. It probably inspires you too. <laughs> and and so thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. Yeah, no, I'm super excited too. I feel so honored that you follow me that like, I guess, there's something in my journey that resonates with you and that's all I really wanted when I shared it kind of on the internet so I'm really excited to talk and just talk with another person who's also sharing so much light and inspiration in the world so yeah yeah that's so good oh my god okay so I guess we can start with the beginning (laughs) the beginning (laughs) uh sorry that's an inside joke only my best friend will understand that but um but yeah, so tell me about your story. Like, what made you start the journey of, I guess, what do you even call this journey, right? I don't know what you would label it as, but yeah, how how did it all start? Like, what clicked for you? What made you like have feel that feel um that need to break the chain? Yeah. Um. So, do you kind of mean it in terms of like when I was going through like the breakup, or just like the social media in general, or like the process? In general, like what were what were the things leading up to that moment where you were like, I'm done, I need to change my life, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um it actually happened during COVID. I was on a I was a very different person on a very different track. I was working at a modeling agency, like scouting male models. Wow. And it was a very, very different, it's a very different industry, very, very difficult. And you had to be a certain kind of person. And I, I thought I was going to be like 
you know, this modeling agent. And I hadn't really, I kind of suppressed a lot of my emotions and like my trauma so that I could be this very logical, like traditionally successful person. And then during COVID, um, a lot of things happened. And one of them was that I got laid off. And in that time, I really reflected upon my life and who I was and where I was actually going. And I realized that I needed to heal and rediscover myself. I started therapy, I guess, almost four years ago now in March of 2020. And that's where it all started. I started reading self-development books, realizing I needed to change as a person. And then a year after I started therapy, I started posting my journey on social media. And I only started posting um, because I was scared to post. And I realized there was this point actually in on Christmas Eve of 2021, um, I had like an enormous mental breakdown and mm. I like went to the ocean and I there was, there was a lot of darkness that I felt. And I realized that if I didn't change then, then like, I didn't know if I was going to make it to 30. Um, So that's when I decided to really take it even more seriously. And that's when I posted my first series, um, 30, I think it was 21 days of conquering my fears. And that Mm -hmm. led to a bunch of other different series and, and journeys. And ever since then, I've kind of been on this journey of healing and just trying to push myself out of my comfort zone, not, not for anything, mainly because I wanted to live a full life. Yeah. And that's where I am now. Yeah. Love that. The way you just described that. Cause I mean, it's funny how a lot of uh, people that I know that start this healing journey, they either um, like face a, a moment where it's like rock bottom because it usually takes you like that long to figure out like okay like I can't really go any further after this but it's also like the the space like the silence I was actually writing about this today like it's so important to have moments of silence and 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 space and COVID really provided that for us which was like suddenly you had to think like you had nowhere else to go. Like, I mean, no one can scroll for that long, you know, eventually your thoughts, your emotions, all of that is going to caught up to you. And, and although it it kind of sucks or it feels like that, it's really, really good because it allows us to finally go to that wound and be like, what the hell is happening here? And I I love how you felt that urge to go to the ocean because I find the ocean so cleansing and and it's also so intense especially i mean it was it when yeah you it was winter right you said that it was during christmas yeah, it was christmas eve yeah <laughs> that was so cool and it's yeah. in new york you were um, so i was in san diego oh, but okay. I, I spent a year and a half in new york yeah. I, I was no yeah i i moved to new york about a year after that yeah because i was like i don't know if there's like seaside in new york so i was like getting oh, yeah. okay there okay is, but it's, there is it's, yeah yeah um I did a 21 day cold plunge challenge in the winter in New York but it's it's a people don't go to the ocean really off season the way that they do in California just because of the weather but (laughs) it sucks (laughs) it's cold it's really cold cold. (laughs) like basically a nice mouth like yeah it's cold 
Yeah. <laughs> how did that feel like when you first did it? Like, what do, do you remember the sensations that you were feeling? Like, what you were thinking? Like, tell us about it. About cold plunging? And Or like the first time you did it when you entered into the water that day? Like, on Christmas? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I surf very poorly, but I, I do surf. <laughs> And it, you know, I was going through really like dark things and so I'll go to the ocean sometimes to find healing but at the same time like it was like it was a storm happening at that time it wasn't yeah. a smart decision for me to go out when I did um but in a way like the crashing of the waves and I guess that chaos kind of mirrored my internal chaos and there was yeah. a sense of like peace of like feeling mm -hmm. like nature understood me And, you know, the sun was setting and it was a really beautiful sunset. And then I came out and I felt at least understood by nature. I think nature is really healing. Um, and water in the ocean is always something I come back to when I'm lost. So I love that. No, 100% nature is so healing. And, and I wish more people like, We're putting themselves out there, like in the grass, hugging trees or something. It's so good, especially the ocean. I really love the ocean too. It's just like bodies of water in general give me a sense of like peace or something. Absolutely, it, it just feels this like weird sense of love. It's hard to explain, but it's like presence. It's really nice, and and yeah. So at that time, you were still with your uh, ex, right? Like when all of that started? No. So um, I started dating him. So are you talking about in like Christmas Eve of 2020? Yeah. Like during those moments. No. So I I um, started dating him in 2021. Oh, so it was after that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I went through many different kind of, I think as someone heals, they go through cycles, right? They have one realization and then they change their life in a certain way. And then another realization they have, they change their life in a type of way. And so when I was, so I dated him when I was living in New York in 2021, and then we ended things in 2022. And after that particular ending, that was one that made me really realize that like, from all the lessons that I've learned from my other cycles of, of realization and healing that like now I had to take it another step forward even more. And so from that, I started um, really figuring out what I wanted to do with my passions. I started doing about six months after 365 days of discomfort, which was a series that was really big on social media that really, really changed my life. Um, mm -hmm. led me to back back in Eurasia, realizing a lot of my dreams, all, all of that. So that was a pivotal moment in that phase of my life. Yeah. I mean, how was that, the process of your breakup? Because, uh, I mean, I know I've seen a, a few posts about that before, like it was a long time ago. But, I mean, it's always hard because, like you were saying, there's always like almost, almost like a new level of healing, more depth into those wounds that you have. 
whether it's fear of abandonment or rejection or not really knowing who you are like it's like the universe really pushes you to see more of about that for me it was really like for example feeling unworthy and i'm always constantly on this almost spiral and i'm constantly getting deeper and deeper into understanding it because there is always so much more depth to it and every challenge that we face it's it's kind of an opportunity for us to go there and really understand like okay what is this or what can i learn from this and so having started that journey for you like the healing journey which is already such like a huge achievement because it's like it's the beginning of everything really like that's when you start actually living even through the challenges even through the difficulties like that's when life really starts happening because now you're a little bit more conscious a little bit more aware and so after that being in a relationship like that i mean i don't know exactly how it was but at least the breakup it was pretty painful for you from what i know So how was that? <laughs> it was it was so painful and earth shattering. And mm -hmm. the thing is, is that it, it was my first true adult heartbreak. And I think that was why it was so rough. Like my last like real relationship that I was in, like it was like my call, like my almost like college love. And I was a very different person. And yeah. as an adult, having gone through a lot, having lived in the world in a certain type of way and also gone on a healing journey to, to have like your heart hurt while also being self-aware of your traumas and like who you are and your path is, is, is wild. Cause it's like, I see myself like what you were saying, like I felt unworthy. I felt like this was the sign that I was not enough. Like this person yeah. This person rejecting me says that I am not enough despite all the healing that I've done, despite all of the self-awareness I've, I've collected. But it was also this experience where like I could see myself and I could see where this trauma was coming from. I could see why I was yeah. feeling the way that I was feeling. And so in this way, it was almost like, you know, when you clean your room, like sometimes it gets messy before it, it actually gets organized. Like that yeah. experience really like made me dig into the skeletons of my closet about like how I felt about love and how I utilized love to validate my self-worth and it made me realize that you know you know girl and girl. like <laughs> you know you know and it's it made me realize especially my place as a woman in society like that I was always craving this like I need to be loved in order to feel worthy even if I'm doing all things for self-love all of these things like I still need to be chosen and the thing is is like when you reach that place where like the person that you chose did not choose you 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 are sitting there like frail and broken and alone and you're like if he is not choosing me then I just have to choose myself and then like you it's almost like you're building yourself back up yeah. from the bottom and you're like okay all right I feel unworthy because of this well th this is how I need to regain my power and find myself and love myself and and love myself in a really pure way not in the I'm gonna love myself so that I can be good for someone else to come in and love me mm -hmm. but that I will love myself because I deserve it because I need to love myself the way that I poured myself into loving someone that clearly did not want to give it back to me right and mm -hmm. so like to to have your heart break as an adult is different and the realizations are different and the lessons 
that I took were different. You know, I think after things ended, you know, a lot of breakups or situationship breakups, like I wanted the revenge body or wanted like to do this and do that. Right. Which is like totally valid, by the way. Mm-hmm. But I think like here it was like, it's not, it wasn't as much about who was like winning the breakup or whatever. It was about, I need to, I, I need to transform and I need to reframe the way I see love platonically self-love relationship and that is what it changed for me and I'm so happy it happened because it transformed me and every heartbreak I've ever had has transformed me in a way but this one was really special so yeah Yeah. oh my god damn damn you said so many good things (laughs) first of all I relate I relate so much it hurts honestly I feel like everyone listening probably relates to it's like the last person I was with which uh, it wasn't even a relationship but it was it felt more like a relationship than my previous relationships but it wasn't at the same time so uh, like it really really hurt because I I felt like uh, what you said about the need of being chosen like we're always chasing that and it's like no matter what you do you're never going to find that in anyone else. Even if like someone does choose you, it's still not going to feel like enough because you're always going to question it because deep down, you're not choosing yourself. You're not validating yourself and you don't see yourself as worthy. And that journey is really tough because it really brings you to a very like core part of yourself, a very like innocent part of yourself even which is like the inner child you know the the hurt that they felt when they were being abandoned for some reason or they felt that way when when they felt rejected when they didn't get the love that they needed at a certain point and that is so like raw you know and it's really hard to go there but these situations although they kind of suck they they are kind of blessings at the same time because they really push you to to realize like oh my god I've been on this journey and yet like the way I'm reacting to this or or the way this all played out just shows me that there's still stuff to work in here. Like I, I'm still, I'm still not at a point where I'm willing to lose that person in order to choose myself or I'm still not at a point where like this person not choosing me does not make me think that it's because I'm not good enough. Like for so long after I realized, okay, this guy's not, choosing me I just kept thinking but why why would you waste it like why would you not choose me like why like what about me doesn't make doesn't make you want to choose me and he also um like started kind of seeing another person in a situationship as well so basically this boy is really scared of commitment but basically it's like I just kept thinking why would you be with her instead of me and then something he said I actually I don't think I've ever shared this but something he said that really pissed me off it's like yeah I mean it's cool that you're spiritual and blah blah but like you guys are just different I'm like I'm spiritual like that's all what all you have to say about me like when you think about me you think spiritual what the fuck and it really led me to like I needed to see what was special about me. I literally remember I wrote a list about all the things that were good about me, all the things that I recognize in myself. And I was like, I'm determined. I'm fierceless. I am funny. I'm this, I'm that. If you don't, if, if all you have to say is I'm spiritual, like, fuck you, (laughs) like for real. Cause like, what is that? I'm much more than that. And 
it definitely led me to a, a deeper level of self-love. And it was really hard. Like I literally spent the last eight months just processing that like it was over that this person didn't choose me. And instead of just asking why, 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 I really just had to be, but it is like, I can't really change it. And I don't know. The truth is, I don't know. I will never know. Cause in my head, it makes no sense. Like I'm awesome. Come on. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, doesn't matter, you know, in, in that process of acceptance, it's basically just being okay with, okay, I, I, I'm not going to be chosen by everyone, but I get to choose me. And what does that look like now? What does choosing me look like? And so for you that you were on that journey, like, you know, after that breakup, what did you feel like? Like, what did you recognize uh, in terms of where you weren't choosing yourself? Like, what were the things that were coming to the surface and you were like, yeah, I need to to do this or I need to go this way? Like, what were those things? Yeah, I mean, I think that when I felt unworthy, I would choose to, like, love or I would choose dating or I would go on hinge. Like, it was almost like a, a gut reflex. Like, oh, oh, I kind of hate myself me go on like hinge or like let me do whatever right and I, I realized that after that breakup and that ending that like I needed to fill the gaps within myself like there were things that I was avoiding by by dating this person about myself like I think there were passions that I had that I didn't want to explore or I was scared to explore and so I filled it with like this person that I that I thought that I loved instead of really exploring those passions I I had dreams I had I had like as I said like traumas that I had to deal with about my feelings of not being enough and I in the in the absence of that person I just had to face it and that was something that was such a blessing for me and honestly (laughs) without that person honestly my my career would have been completely different I I actually I I think here's (laughs) So like this guy was a chef and um, he taught me, here's the thing is like a person that you care about or love can teach you something, even if they're no longer with you. Right. Mm -hmm. And he taught me to truly love food. And I took that knowledge and I realized that even without him, I truly loved food. And from there, I actually took all the knowledge that he taught me and I became a videographer for chefs. And like that became a career that I truly, truly loved for like a period of time when I was in New York City. And I found so much healing in food too, because I struggled with an eating disorder and learning about food from him and then working with chefs, like it healed a part of myself that I had ignored for so long. And that like heartbreak healed a part of myself that I had ignored. And that was so beautiful for me. And when I, afterwards I backpacked through Asia And I purposely like traveled through Asia, like, so that I could heal my relationship with food. And in one sense, like I lived Mm -hmm. on a farm and like, I I understood the spirituality and and the beauty of food. And I never would have done that without that heartbreak. So it's like, there were, there are things that I took from that to heal myself. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. You know, cause I mean, sometimes when we're so focused on what's happening to us, we don't understand that it can also create a lot of opportunities. I feel like that's something that really shifts whether you're like growing or whether you're becoming stagnant in your life or you're just repeating cycle after cycle, loop after loop without really understanding like where the fuck you're going. Right. And 
And something I feel like that really changes that is being like, okay, like, what did I learn with this person? And and, and taking everything as a learning, um, as a learning opportunity. Because for me, I also feel like uh, this person really helped me heal in a lot of ways. Like he showed me that men could be better, although he wasn't, he still wasn't the person for me, but he still showed me that men could be better, that like not all men sucked. Cause that was my belief before that. I mean, my ex was pretty bad, you know, and my dad, it, it, I also had a very bad relationship with him when I was younger. And so it was like, that was my pre predefinition, let's say. And, and, and having that experience with him made me realize like, whoa, like what else am I not seeing? that is out there for me. And, and actually like, since then I've been meeting a lot of great people, a lot of men that are really amazing. And because now my mind is open to that. And, and also like he helped me learn to love my body a bit more. It's also been a journey for me for a long, long time. And, and, and yeah, he just allowed me to accept myself a little more. He allowed me to like having other perceptions. And if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have done so many things like this month, this month, this year I spent the summer in Italy. I only did that because I was kind of trying to get away and I wanted to have a new experience. I was like, damn, I cannot stay in this city. Like everything reminds me of him. I'm getting super sad. I just want to do something different. I want to do something for myself, something that excites me. And so I, I, I went and it was such a great experience that it also healed me in a lot of ways. And so everything becomes an opportunity. And I think that's really beautiful. Like, honestly. <laughs> right? Yeah, like sometimes things happen to you, but they also happen for you, you know, yeah. and that, like what you said, like, you don't realize the lessons that you learn or the opportunities that you take after this experience that can actually help to grow you. Like, that's so great. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's amazing that you became a videographer. Like that, that's probably something you would have never thought of like before. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, Oh, sorry. Go on. Yeah. No, that's fine. That's fine. Every, every person really has something to teach you. Even if they're people that break your heart or people that hurt you, every person has lessons and stories. And I think when you're dating and when, you know, you, you break up or whatever, like, I met this man I remember I don't know if I remember this quote but when I was I was traveling in London I think or Paris mm -hmm. it was Paris yeah. and I, I went to this bookstore and I met this poet and she said this phrase that I literally have not forgotten and it's been 10 years now but she said love is never wasted even if it doesn't last and I think that's something that really, really touches my heart because it's like, yeah, many of us love and many of us lose that love, but love is still a beautiful thing because we are alive and the blessing to love, to feel that deeply is something that humans are blessed with. And that hurt is terrible, but in a way it's poetically beautiful because yeah, without love and pain and the highs and lows, you know? So. Mm -hmm. yeah. 100%. And in the way that love does last forever, because it just ripples onto your life in so many ways. So like, it is eternal in a way, just not physically to your like perception. Absolutely. And you know, like, and this is what I learned also through this healing journey is like, you are your most epic love story, your relationship with yourself, your love story with yourself. And so like, 
a lot of this healing journey that I've experienced in the last three, four years now is, is learning that the greatest romance, the greatest love story, the greatest love that I could give is to myself. And that is, and that when my cup is full, I can love more deeply the people around me when I love myself, right? Like that love is not selfish. It is, it is the key to loving people and loving life as intensely and as purely as, as one would want. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's amazing. No, I, I totally agree. I feel like people don't understand the importance of having that relationship with yourself. And suddenly when you go through those moments, you're like, who do I have besides me? Right. Like, cause you have other people, but the truth is no one can really like go there. Like even your therapist, cause you said you were in therapy, uh, therapy, not even they can do that work for you. Like ultimately you have to dig in and you have to, to like, to face that shit, you know, and it's something that no one else can do for you. And and, you know, facing that is an act of love. It's the biggest act of love that you can give yourself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like love isn't just in the same way that, you know, when you're in a relationship with someone, it's not just cute dates and like movie nights. It's it's having hard conversations and getting to know each other's not so pretty shit and like getting through that and learning how to deal with conflict in a healthy way. Like that's also love in the same way when you love yourself, it's about facing the hard shit. It's about facing the traumas. It's about dealing with things that you don't really love about yourself and trying to see what you can work on with yourself or how you can love the parts of you that aren't as beautiful as you perceive it to be. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's love, self-love. Yeah. And that love changes everything, right? Everything. It changes everything for <laughs> sure. <laughs> what did it change for you? I mean, I think like it's the lens in which you see the world. I think like when you, and I'm still learning self-love every single day. Like I'm definitely better than three or four years ago, but I definitely have a lot to learn as well. But I think like I felt for a lot of my life, I was begging the world to validate me as a worthy person, whether it be through relationships or through family. And and I think there's, there's a fine line where it comes to that because it's like, you need validation, you need love from people close to you. But I think when you slowly learn to find a home within yourself and Mm -hmm. find that love within yourself, you, you become a light and, and you can travel any place and you can be with any person and be the light. And there's power and empowerment in that and safety in that instead of, Mm -hmm. I think, driving around looking for the light you you learn to find it within yourself and and I think that was something that changed my perspective like when when I make friends or when I go about my day you know I'm not searching as much as discovering and I don't know if that makes sense yeah yeah no I I think I understand what you mean it's like it's something that you're searching externally it's more like hmm, how do you explain that with words like i I don't even know yeah (laughs) i mean okay here's here's a way here's the thing too is like i'm excited to be alone that's i think one thing about self-love that also is really great is like you realize that like your own inner world is amazing it's beautiful it's powerful like 
journaling can become an incredible experience. Like you are, when you realize like you are incredible, it's like, dang, like what else, what else can I explore about myself? Like what, what fun hobbies, like what, what, what passions do I have? Like when I'm alone, like I just get to spill that all onto the floor and like be that. And that's so exciting because like you only have one life and this person that lives within you has multitudes. And, and that's amazing. The more you love yourself, the more you see the multitudes of self. And it's so, it's poetic. I think, I think uh, it just clicked for me. Like uh, searching is, it's much more feeling of like, almost the need to like look for something or find something whether uh um, and then discovery it's it's kind of like allowing things to just happen and and like the flow and being like okay this thing is coming up within me and exploring as it as it kind of passes through you if that makes sense it's not something you're like looking for you're not looking for blah blah you're not looking for love you're like discovering it within yourself you're like yeah you're just living life from from that little bubble I guess instead of being like okay where is this where is that yeah yeah it's less frantic and more I guess exciting and that's exact that is literally exactly it and you just see life differently like literally the colors just look different yeah so before you were like you said that you were battling depression right still am but okay how much has it changed for you like since then like because obviously it's something hard for everyone and I I know that maybe a lot of people listening have struggled with that or still do and so it's like I want them to understand this perception of someone that still struggles with depression from a place of like how much it actually changes to do this work and to go through this journey right it's so it's been a battle And it's Mm -hmm. not easy, but in the time since I first started going to therapy from when I was heartbroken from all of those times, um, I've gotten a lot better. The thing is, and this is what I made a determination about when I first got diagnosed four years. I knew I had depression 12 years ago, but I, I got actually diagnosed and went to therapy four years ago. And the thing is, is that I promised myself that I would still allow myself to have the life that I wanted, even if I would be depressed, even, even if I had to fight harder than everybody else, I wanted to have a beautiful life. And that's, that's something I made a promise to myself. And it's, it's been ridiculously hard, ridiculously. I, I think I still struggle with depression before my depressive episodes lasted a month, two months, three months. Uh, I would, my room would be so bad for 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 so long I would barely be able to get out of bed for weeks now my depressive episodes last a couple days if not like I wouldn't know if I wouldn't call it a depressive episode it, it would last like an hour a couple days a day a week at, at longest you know I I ha- I remember my first ever therapy session my therapist asked me to make a bucket list and I hated myself so much I couldn't even make a bucket list because I didn't feel like I deserved to have dreams. And wow. yeah, I hated, I hated myself. Like you, like yeah, you, same. it's so bad. It's ridiculous. You know, when you become yeah. your own worst, but now I have a bucket list, like on my wall, it, ignore the laundry. Oh, you can't see <laughs> it. It's 
the bucket list right there. And it has, yeah, it has a hundred things on the list and I've crossed off like 12 and I backpacked through Asia. I moved to New York city. I worked with like these really, these people that I really admire in my life. And I still did it with a lot of depressive episodes. I still did it struggling with my self-worth and I'm still struggling with my self-worth, but mm-hmm. every day it gets better, but you act like yeah. won't heal overnight. You know, you have to go through the highs and lows I've, I've gotten here and then I've had depressive episode that brought me to here. And then I went up here and had another de- depressive episode that brought me to here. But the thing is, is that the reality is you'll have to fight harder than most people. Like when it comes to being able to get up, to clean your room, to deal with success and happiness, like while most people just cruise through that stuff. And that's the reality. It's just going to be hard. And once you realize and like deal with the fact that maybe it's not fair, but you have to fight it anyways, and you have the capability to fight, then if you just take one step forward every day, no matter how hard it is, and even get back up, even if you're down, even if you didn't get out of your bed for two weeks, just keep trying. Yeah, because every day is a new chance for you to to make it, for you to I like know. get out. Absolutely, I literally got a tattoo. Like I got a tattoo that says 365 because I mean, at my end of my 365 day journey of 365 days of discomfort, like my philosophy is that every day you wake up, you have the opportunity to change your life. Every year you have 365 days, 365 opportunities to change. Even if yesterday you felt like shit, you didn't do anything like, or you, you, whatever you made mistakes. Today is a new day. Like you get that chance. This is your opportunity, you know, like the world is in your hands. No matter how you feel, you have the opportunity to change and you can change. That is also philosophy is like, you can change no matter what you're going through. If you have depression or like a chronic illness or whatever, you know, like I never thought like when I was like, when I was first, when I first experienced my first depressive episodes at 18, did I think that at this point in my life that I would be like, talking about my mental health and and trying to do these like wild challenges and showing them on the internet and like backpacking through Asia and doing all these things. No, I had absolutely no faith in myself, but like you can change, you know, I'm so passionate about this because I didn't think so, but I've seen people who have, I've done it myself. And even if it's one step, that's one step more than yesterday. Exactly. <laughs> no, I love that. Like that just lit me up because it's like you can change. I feel like that's the message that people just need so badly, especially if they feel conditioned by their mental health, by their depression, by their anxieties, by their fears, by their limiting beliefs, by their physical body, whatever it is. Because there is someone that is struggling with the same things as you are, and they're still creating something, right? So then you start understanding that your conditions can only condition you to a certain extent, but you are able to like overcome those things to a point where you continue to live your life and you continue to make your dreams come true. And you continue to like, to believe that 
I deserve to live as a regular person. I deserve to live and enjoy myself. And it doesn't matter if I have anxiety. Like I'm sure that there's maybe people that do public speaking and have a lot of anxiety, but they've learned to overcome that because they suddenly realize like, this is my life we're talking about. Am I just going to waste it and be like, yeah, I have anxiety and that's it. Like, no, you get to make it. And I think that's um, something that I love. It's like, you get to make it. I love that verb. You get to do things <laughs> like you get another opportunity every day you get to wake up and try you get to like learn with your mistakes those are all opportunities that we have and and I just feel like you're so brave for doing what you do and like putting yourself out there and sharing your experience so vulnerably by the way which is something that I really admire in you it's like it's no bullshit like you cry you like you don't worry about being pretty and looking like hot and blah blah, blah. you're just like being real and I love that because people need that like I need that you know like everyone needs that in the world and and it's so beautiful because kind of like you were saying at some point you thought that you were worth nothing like you hated yourself I hated myself too so much like I really didn't believe I could make it I, I remember I looked into my future I, I tried to like visualize something and all I could see is like me living under a bridge like being very miserable working at McDonald's and I was just like I don't see myself being capable of having a, a, a career or making it in life I didn't see that and and the fact that you go from having complete disbelief in yourself and like not having any self-worth not having any sense of like power or uh strength within you and suddenly like fast forwarding to now where you're doing this challenge a challenge of stepping outside of your comfort zone every day for a year which is pretty hard <laughs> like literally it's like wow you know like congratulations first of all <laughs> but how was that like what 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 made you think about that in the first place because that's like brave like deciding to do that it's like damn it was crazy I think about it now and I'm like girl that was crazy <laughs> like I you know the thing is I mean first of all is like um just to 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 continue on what you're saying there's just this one phrase that I just wanted yeah. to say is like where you are does not dictate where you're going to be so it's like you know what I'm saying like it's just like whatever you are wherever you are in life it does not mean that that is where you're going to be forever. That's just your baseline. Like that's, that's, that's just, you have everything to go upwards from here. And that's really exciting. And that's how I viewed my life really, because like, you know, a lot of my friends right now are on very more traditional paths. Like they have, like my best friend is getting married and like has a house and most of my best friends have that and they have very traditional careers and they've kind of, I felt, feel like they figured it out before I could even learn how to get out of bed. Yeah. Right. Like that's, that's okay. Like the, I, I learned to get out of bed. That's freaking awesome because that's not who I was four years ago. Like, let me tell you. And so, yeah, I just wanted to say like, that's the philosophy that I live by when like, I feel like I'm struggling. Like this is not where I'm going to be forever. This is just where I am right now. And so in regards to um, stepping out of my comfort zone, I think whenever I feel, I think, like, I, I think when I started that challenge, I looked at my life and I was like, 
I'm a very scared person first of all like I have so many fears like it's my family and my friends can't really relate as much with me on this one and it's definitely a depression and anxiety thing but I have so many fears and that's kept me and sabotaged me from so much and despite the fact that at that point I had done a lot of things I was really proud of I I wanted I knew I was capable of more and I think that's a thing I knew I was capable I I I wasn't I I I haven't I think like I knew I had a lot of talent and a lot of skill but I had more fear than talent and skill. Mm-hmm. And so I was really lucky when I, w- I was living in New York City at the time. And I had a lot of friends who were very like extroverted and very fearless. And like, like they were just people that I admired that were just willing to do things, talk to strangers. Like they were people that I aspired to be. And so I realized that if I wanted to be the person that I'm seeing, that I'm envisioning that like, I want to be, I have to get out of my comfort zone because my comfort zone is still like hiding in the shadows, staying small, like not showing up to the world. And so what I had learned, and this is how I function in growth is like taking a small step every day. That's why I did like, I did 21 days of conquering my fears. I think in 30 days of facing my fear of failure. And with every day I felt more and more brave. But the thing is like, consistently over time is is where I felt like real change would happen so if I did 365 things every day for a year who knows where in the world I would be like I was just genuinely curious I was like if I really pushed myself for a year what would happen (laughs) and I was like why not why not and so I did that in November of 2022 and I ended it recently in November of 2023 and in that time I did some of the wildest shit I've ever, like, for me, it's wild. Maybe for some people it's not, but for me, it was. Like, I moved from Brooklyn to Manhattan. I had a little friends kind of experience, like, in the show, living with all of these friends in New York. And then I quit my job that I thought I loved, but I realized and I knew in my heart I I didn't fully love. And so I quit that. And... I backpacked through Asia and that was the scariest thing. I did so many things out of my comfort zone, but that was six months into my challenge. And it took six months of me doing things out of my comfort zone slowly, but surely to get the courage to backpack through Asia. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I was still learning to like get out of bed and still learning how to like talk to strangers and do all these things before I had the courage to take that big step. And so that really redefined my life. And Mm -hmm. then you know, I did quite a few other things, but at the end of the day, after I finished this challenge, I realized that there was one thing that I knew about myself after this challenge is that I was brave. And whenever I doubted myself, whenever I was in my low period, I had, I, you know, my, my negative thoughts are very logical. So if, if I share like, Hey, if it tells, tells me I'm not brave, I say, Hey, I did 365 things out of my comfort zone for a year. I am brave. These are all the things I did. I am brave. It, it was it was almost this proof that I had to show yeah. myself. And that is what changed me. So no matter what, I know that I am brave. And I can channel that whenever I feel weak. Wow. Damn, girl. He really said it. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, that's a lot to unpack. <laughs> Okay, so it's like what you said just now about the um, the having the proof 
that you are brave. That's really important. I think that's what builds self-belief. And, and something that I talk a lot about is like learning to show up for yourself, learning to like do certain things and, and push yourself a little, even if it's in the smallest ways, because it does create proof. It creates self-trust that you can rely on yourself, that you can count on yourself to push through whenever it's necessary for your highest good. And, and like, it really kind of, takes away this like limit that you have of who you can be and who you can become suddenly you're like okay i can do all these things i've challenged myself for a year but even if you didn't do that for a year like if you're listening and you've done that in smaller ways like you decided to make new friends that day or you talked to that one stranger or you like got out of bed one day that you didn't feel like it or you took a shower or you finally set the boundary with someone like all those small things, like they repeatedly, like the more you do them, the more you feel brave enough to do them. And so eventually you start doing them and you're like, okay, this is getting easier and easier. And then there's like harder things to do. And then you, you believe, okay, if I can do this, maybe I can do that too. And so you continue to challenge yourself and, and, and without noticing, you start becoming someone that you never thought you could be. And for me, that's also been like a big thing this year, actually, like realizing like, damn, I'm really brave. Like I've done things that I never thought I would do. Like I'm pushing myself. I so I sing and I decided that I want to go to The Voice this year. That's like, <laughs> yeah. Wait, to try out for The Voice? Yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, thank you. Oh my God, that's so exciting. Oh my goodness. Actually, it's been crazier than that. It's been on my mind. Because like, if I do that, and even if I don't make it, I don't care. Like just the fact that I'm doing that. Because when I was younger, I got rejected. When I was like really young, I went to some auditions. I got rejected and I kind of like stepped away, you know? Like I, I decided, okay, this is not for me. Like I'm not talented enough. I'm not good enough, but I've always loved singing. I've always, I like I write songs. I want to make that a thing. Like this is a vision that I have. It's like to to create what I'm what I'm already doing, like doing the podcast and all those things, but also having like my Spotify with my songs, like people listening, you know, all of that. <laughs> I know. That's so exciting. Oh my god. <laughs> it is. And I was just like, because I've always been obsessed with singing shows, like all of them. But my favorite one is The X Factor. And I had this crazy idea. I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but I know I want to make it, which is going to the X Factor in the UK, like the, the original one. Do it. Simon oh. Cowell. That would be wild. Oh, my God. You have yeah. to try out. Oh I my have God. to, because I feel like I will regret it. And that's also the thing, like regret is not worth it. You know, everything you do outside of your comfort zone like it's even if it doesn't go super well, at least you're like, oh, my God, but I did it anyways. Like I did it. I, I pushed myself a little and it creates this like so much confidence and self-belief that allows you to like continue to create a, a bigger life for yourself in every way. Because because then you're not limited by what you think you can be like by your, the perception that you have of yourself. And you're like, OK, how much more can I push it? I was talking to you the other day about like having that roof, right? Like you have that perception of yourself and like you can only go like this far and you do something that is a bit more uncomfortable and suddenly like, okay, I can go a little further. 
but then the more you do it, it's like you, you start using that as an exploration. And I'm sure that's kind of how you did it. Like suddenly you're like, okay, if I can do this, like what else can I do? And suddenly it's, it's just like, wow, you look, I, I imagine that, you know, the older version of you would be like, who's this girl? Like, who's this woman? Yes, absolutely. Yes, the, it's so wild. It's so wild how like you're limiting, like your thoughts can define your life, both positive and negative. Like yeah. limiting beliefs are so powerful because they limit you yeah. and they limit your potential despite you can be the most talented person in the world. But if you don't believe that you can do it and you don't take those actions, you'll never do it. But if you believe that you can do something and you push yourself a little bit, like, yeah, if you, if you, you know, push that, that limit, that roof on, on what you think your potential is, you do realize like your life can be completely different. And then once you realize that it just becomes a whole nother thing. Cause you're like, what truly is the capability of my life? Yeah. Like it's endless and it's terrifying. And I think a lot of people want to, I think for me specifically, why I had such limiting beliefs is because it was predictable so that like I knew where my life was going to be in a way that like that safety of of being small and that predictability and being able to visualize that so that there was nothing there was nothing that I couldn't predict yeah it was safe but it was also it was sad because like I restricted my own growth right but when yeah. you break that ceiling girl yeah like what you said just now it's like you you want it to stay safe I, I think that's all all something we want to do that's why it's called the comfort zone because we want to stay comfortable uh, comfortable and and to a certain extent it is it is good to have that comfort because it also allows you to heal in many ways like I needed my comfort zone to to do some like healing work that was more internally uncomfortable let's say but like that comfort zone creates the safety and 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 you kind of predict the truth is you can never really predict but you feel like you can predict how things can happen and that creates a sense of like okay then let me stay here because at least I know what's gonna happen and and so I can stay safe within these limits and and the thing is although that's kind of nice then there's this big desire within you because the truth is our spirit like our soul knows there's so much more you know like our heart desires a lot and it's not a coincidence like, it's not a coincidence that I want to sing. It's not a coincidence that you want to explore yourself more and more. It's because there is like a calling there and it's for a reason. And something that I believe is that like the universe is constantly expanding. Like we know that the infinite of the universe is becoming more infinite, more and more. Right. And I think us are like we are expanding too every single time. Like our souls are expanding. Like everything about the universe is about expansion, evolution, transformation. Right. And, and so like, there is this kind of natural, um, like pre pre thingy, I don't know, default setting in our soul of wanting to expand, wanting to like break free, wanting to like, yeah, just like open up more and more because that's who we are. And, and, and so we, we stay comfortable, but then we feel dead on the inside. That's just the truth because we are not alive. Yeah. No, I, I feel you so much like yeah. about your soul constantly wanting to expand. I never thought about it that way, but it's true. Yeah. Like there's something within like me, within you, like that, were, that, you, 
there's something that just wants to break open. And yeah. if you stop putting the chains on that feeling, it's terrifying, but it's the most beautifully liberating experience. It is so terrifying. <laughs> like we get it you know it's like it is terrifying because you have no idea what the fuck is gonna happen it's like no. it's the feeling of okay i can become very big and you start to understand that that's possible for you but then that thought alone scares the shit out of you it makes you want to run the other way because it's like like how big are we talking like what do you mean <laughs> can you give me a breakdown girl like it's like, what steps? like like how can I like prepare myself but you know it's just you know, everything you've ever wanted lives on the other side of fear like that's truly something that I believe and it's like if it scares you that's good like life is too short to not take up space and and I, I there's this graduation quote by Denzel or this graduation speech by Denzel Washington that I literally listen to every day every day okay. and he he says this thing where it's like, details Wait, what's what's the name it's, of the so good. it's I don't remember what it's called but it's literally called Denzel Washington Denzel Washington graduation speech you can google okay. it um, and it's, there's this phrase that haunts me and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it cause I don't know the exact words, <laughs> but it's imagine the ghosts of all of your unfulfilled potential, all of the dreams you never fulfilled, all of your talents you never used. And they're standing around your, your deathbed asking you, we, we were here so that you could bring me to life, but now we're going to die and we have to die with you. And it is that concept that that fear of that moment on my deathbed that keeps me going because one I I feel very blessed I think I live in I have these opportunities and I live in this generation as a woman where I can chase these big dreams and at this point my only restriction is myself and in the moment of my death when when I think about what I've done and where I've gone. I don't want to feel the ghosts of who I could have been yeah. surrounding. And that is what drives me a lot of the time. And fear yeah. is scary. Fear is terrifying. Fear is painful. But the fear of not becoming who you could have been is gut-wrenching. Yeah. And that is something that drives me. And I, know I feel I I feel the same way. Like a lot of the times when I, I, I'm like, should I do this? Should I do that? And I'm like, I, I feel this sense of, will I regret it if I don't? Like even if it like doesn't go well, but w- will I regret it? And, and I think sometimes fear can be helpful in that sense of like some fears can drive you. Like my fear of staying uh, and settling for my past relationship drove me to leave because I was like, imagine turning into my parents and becoming someone that I I would hate to be imagine like the level of of like self-hatred that I would have to continue to be in to accommodate myself in this situation that is so harmful to me so it's like that fear of of staying drove me to leave and the fear of regret the fear of exactly like being on my deathbed and and thinking about you know looking back and thinking about what I did in life and 
and all the missed opportunities, you know, every time I, I was complaining about something or, you know, blaming someone else or, or just feeling like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. And, and suddenly I'm like, well, I didn't even try, you know, and I would rather like die trying and never make it anywhere than, than just accept that I won't at all. Cause I, I don't want to live like that. Like I, I, this is something so important to me. It's like, I want to live a life worth living. Mm. And that means pursuing the things that I love, pursuing things that I care about that generally like light my soul that generally speak to me directly, not just things because, oh yeah, I guess, I guess I get, I have to go this way. I guess I have to do this. People tell me this is the right way. Like, no, I want to do things because it truly makes sense to me, like in my heart. Mm-hmm. And it's scary it's scary but that is so beautiful because I think being true to yourself and to your soul and like being willing to to take those risks is terrifying and it takes so much bravery you know and and facing a lot of fears that a lot of people have fear of failure fear of whatever you know like but there is bravery in that and this is again from this like graduation speech is like it's failing forward like whether you you know whatever you do you're you're taking these risks and moving forward whether you succeed or you fail you're moving forward by taking those risks and you're creating this life for yourself and whatever the result are like it does matter but it also like the fact that you did it the fact that you face that fear that builds the muscle, whether you get what you want or whether you don't, you know, and that will help you in your next phase of life, your next dream, your next goal, having that mindset will take you whatever direction that you're meant to be in. And and it's that mindset of bravery and facing your fears that, that can change your life. I completely yeah. agree. And you build, yeah. And you build resilience with all of that. Yes, like you just become more capable of, facing adversity of facing challenges of facing your fears I guess it's always scary because <laughs> you continue to move forward it's going to continue to be scary it doesn't matter what stage in life you are like if you think that your problems are going to go away because you have everything you've ever wanted that's that's not true like there's always something something you know your problems never go away they just change <laughs> like yeah. no matter what phase in life and I think that's there's something comforting oddly in that that it's like you know you'll never not have problems whether you're a kid in grade school struggling with like a math test or you're an adult trying to figure out your dreams and pay your bills and find love or whatever there will always be problems so it's like what mindset are you going to go into every phase of your life that's something that you can control and that that's where the power is you know and that's Mm -hmm. where the life mindset and like perspective shift goes wow so what do you think we're like kind of like really in a in a very like quick way but what were like the three biggest things that you learned throughout this year with doing really uncomfortable things and pushing yourself like what would you say were like the biggest like aha moments or biggest realizations about yourself or the world yeah so the first one is you are stronger than you think it's a common thing but it's only common because it's true Mm -hmm. is 
there are things that you think you're not strong enough to do. And I promise like most of the time, at least like I could say for myself, like you are, like you are strong enough to do this. Like I, I was terrified of so many things. Like I, I mentioned, I lived on a farm for a week. I'm a city girl. I was bit by mosquitoes every day. Didn't think I could do it. I did it. I did a silent med- like meditation retreat in the mountains. I hate being alone with my thoughts. I did it. And, you know, there's so many things that I did that I, in previous versions of myself, never thought I could do, but I did. And it's like your belief in your own capabilities are so much stronger than you think. And, and when you develop faith in yourself, that is when you can go further than you ever thought. And, and that's something that, I mean, I have to keep in mind right now because dang, <laughs> I forgot that I did all those things and I'm, I'm realizing it now. And I think, you know, the second one, hmm, let me think. I think the second lesson that I learned is that your life is determined by your perspective. And that's a really big thing is that when I, at the points when I had faced the largest amount of fears, the way that I saw life was full of possibilities and full of excitement. And I realized that the world is the same. The world was the same at that time than it was for me, you know, six months prior when I hadn't faced all these fears, but it's all about perspective. And if you change your perspective, the colors of the world could change. The, what you think your capabilities in life could change. Even how you see every day that you wake up, it can change. And, you know, I think the world is filled with magic and your magic wand is your perspective. And when you can wow. control your perspective, you can change the way you see the world and the way that you exist in the world. And you could change the world and have the world change you. And, and that's the thing is that life is a magical, magical place. It just depends on the way that you see the world, right? Like the fact that I say this a lot because I'm freaking in love with sunrises and sunsets. The fact that we live in this world that turns to rainbows, like every morning and every night that like before mm-hmm. the sun says goodbye, it, it gives off a light show and then it disappears. And then these sparkly motherfuckers come out and then the moon that changes every night just gives us a light that's magic that's pure magic right and like the fact there are these like birds that fly across the sky that's magic and Mm -hmm. so that's something that I really tried to learn is to find magic in the world because we only live one life so it's like if you change your perspective every day can be freaking life-changing man like my aunt passed away a couple years ago. And I think one of the things that made me realize the beauty of sunsets is that my aunt, my other aunt, she told me that before she passed away, she, even though she was weak, she wanted to get out of the hospital and see just one more sunset and to see the world that way, to see that there are people who crave just one more of something beautiful. Yeah, literally. And it's something that literally happens every day. And yet, like, it's magical every single day. Like, I love sunsets. When I was in Italy, I used to, like, sunset gaze. I was just stare <laughs> at the sky until, like, the sun went away. I'm like, this, this is the moment, like, I live for, you know? Exactly. I mean, what's crazy is that people don't do that, is that we act as if we're going to live forever 
by not acknowledging the small pieces of magic in our day-to-day lives you know Mm -hmm. the one thing that's inevitable is death and and in there in that way there's a liberation that we have the ability to soak in every day of what it is to be alive so yeah that's my that's my second lesson and then yeah yeah it's it's one of my favorites and I think I mean the last one and I've said this before but I guess I, I just want to say it again, that it's like where you are does not define where you're going to be, but also yeah. at the same time, it's okay to, to oscillate, to go through highs and lows, like mm-hmm. to know that like where you are is not where you're going to be. And even if there are days where you feel like you're back at the beginning, you're not like yeah, you're sure. to take steps back, take steps forward, take steps back, but know that like, if you make a decision to change, change will be slow, but if you do it every single day, you'll wake up. And like we talked about, like, you won't recognize yourself and, and that's okay. Like, this is the fourth one, because I just want to say this, because I realize this is my therapist is like, yeah, I you also have to be willing to let go of how you've defined yourself and who you were like, in order to embrace who you're going to be. I, I still, in my mind, a lot of times think I'm this like eight-year-old helpless misunderstood kid that was always told they were too emotional cried too much and like there was something innately wrong with them and I carry that belief with me and I realized lately despite the fact I've done all these things I still oftentimes feel like that little girl and Mm -hmm. I was talking about therapist and she's like you need to let go of that identity in order to embrace who you the person that you are the person that people see you as because it will be hard to change if you don't let go of that you are not that person you are not yeah. that person. And like, you gotta look yourself in the eye, like look at all this shit you've done and realize that you are changed and that's okay. And that's beautiful. So. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's like you, you can't allow past versions of you to, to hold you hostage. Like you can appreciate them and know that like they helped you survive in that phase, phase of your life. Mm-hmm. But now you can lovingly let them go so that you can embrace a new identity that can help you survive and live in this current phase. Yeah. And continue to move forward instead of staying in that. In 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 that. <laughs> yeah. We're always in a state of metamorphosis as people. Like, and that's the beautiful thing. Like nothing is permanent ever mm-hmm. in your identity and who you are. So yeah, yeah. it's a very transformative year. I suggest anyone do it. It's really challenging, but mm-hmm. very, very life-changing. Yeah. Do you feel proud of yourself? <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Like I even just talking to you about all this made me remember things that I've done that I've actually like not thought about in a little while. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it I feel super proud. Like life is limitless. And when you mm-hmm. do those kind of challenges, you realize that. So yeah. Man. That was beautiful. So happy we had this conversation. I do feel like we just went for a full circle with it. Do you want to like share anything else that you've realized over the years that you want to share right now? Um, I mean, I think just like a final thing is like, I think that the most I've been on this healing journey for four years. And I think one of the things that I would say to like anyone listening, someone who wants to like go on this journey is like, the hardest part is just beginning is just yeah. starting the journey and like, don't not even don't be afraid. Cause I know it's scary, but 
feel the fear and do it anyways. Like take one step and then take another step and know that it's going to be scary. And you're going to see some shit that's not great, but know that you have the strength to move forward. And on the other side of, of all of that is, is the person you've always wanted to be and the life that you've always wanted to live. So keep pushing and you're going to be okay. Yeah. That's beautiful. It's like, you know, you were saying uh, back then that you admired all your friends for like being more like outgoing and doing all these things, talking to strangers. And now look at you, like you have become all the little things that you admire about them. It's crazy how that happens. I remember like I was still with my ex at the time and I, I was at this park with them, with him and his friends. And I saw this girl, she was just there alone, sitting in the grass and painting. And I look at her, I'm like, wow, this is such a vibe. Like, I love it. I wish I was her. And and fast forward to now, I'm the person that goes alone to a park that like paints. Or I've even played ukulele like outside with other people passing by and just singing and like kind of scared but I'm like I did it anyways and suddenly you realize like no one cares and you start doing all these things and it's like wow it was like something that I want to say before we go is also this is why it's also so important to have people around you that you admire that inspire you because it really helps you at least understand like if you admire something in someone it's because you get to be that too and because there is a calling for you to like okay, these are things that make sense to me. And when I saw that girl, I was like, this this is something that I want for myself. And and I wish she would hear this, honestly, because thank you. Like that helped a lot, you know? And, and I'm sure you're helping so many people too. And you don't have to, to always change in very big ways. Uh, something that you said to me on our previous call is that like, there's a, there's a lot of power in the daily wins. Yes, I know you wanted to say that. (laughs) I did. I did. Yeah. Look, like little steps, small steps, like having the bravery, just get out of bed one day. And then maybe the next week learning to get out of your bed and then fix your bed. And then the next week learning to get out of bed, fix your bed and like open the blinds, like small. I think it's like society glorifies the, the big dramatic changes. Like, and this, I, I like, granted I did that. Like I quit my job and I, travel the world like they love the big dramatic things but like for every big dramatic thing there are a million small microscopic steps that go behind that like I swear to god it took me two and a half years to learn how to get out of bed and organize my room and fix my bed the moment I got out and I still struggle with that and like I because it's a mental health thing like I, I used to wake up depressed almost every single day And it took me so long to unlearn that. And that, that was like literally like 600 days of just me trying over and over again to get out of bed and feel happy and meditate and failing and feeling stupid and embarrassed. But it's like, like, why does this like, like, I feel so passionate that I'm like blocked. (laughs) (laughs) Have courage to, to 
be proud of yourself for small wins because that's not as normalized as as I think it should be like, yeah, yeah, high five yourself for getting out of bed. Yeah. High five yourself for like brushing your teeth and like showering, even though you were like struggling emotionally or high five yourself for like reaching out to a friend, even though you wanted to isolate, like that's freaking amazing. And like, don't be afraid to try just every day. Try. Even if like people are teasing you or you have this internalized like guilt for thinking that like, this is easy for other people, but it's hard for me. Fuck that shit. If you did that, that's awesome. And like, I'm cheering you on. And like every, like there's so many people that will cheer you on for those small steps. So do it. Small steps lead to big changes. Exactly. Like, I think people don't understand that the small steps are what create the big steps. Like without the smaller things, the microscopic things, like you were saying, we wouldn't be able to change our lives. It wouldn't happen. Yeah. It's like like every little step leading to that that allows us to to like suddenly like whoa this new version of me but like what about all the other days where we were just like going on and life seemed like everything was you know the same but actually there were like cellular things changing you know like at a cellular level everything was like starting to shift yes 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 it's truly one of the greatest steps for achieving anything in life healing or just achieving any goals is doing the small steps being proud of yourself like oh yeah you know yeah Uh, I love that this is such a nice conversation oh my god thank you for having me (laughs) (laughs) what did you did you say something oh I just said thank you so much for having me like genuinely like it's so great to just speak with another person another soul that like is generally like electrifying me and like like lifting me up and this conversation has truly lifted me up in a way that like I personally really needed because I was feeling a little bit like lower today mm-hmm. and I think it's just like we talked about it's so important to have a community of people and even if you don't have a community of people just like listening to like podcasts or books or following creators or like watching films that provide you the kind of energy that you desire from your life and I just want to thank you so much for creating this platform and like creating this space to to share your light and to interview other people who share your similar energy and it's just lighted up my day for sure just having this conversation mine too (laughs) thank you this was so great thank you so much thank you and that was it for today's episode i hope you girls enjoyed it and i hope it inspired you as much as it inspired us to have this conversation it was such a beautiful conversation to have if you want to keep following angel's journey because she actually just started a new challenge it's the 365 day of glow up challenge and if you want to follow that if you want to keep track of her make sure that you check out the links that i'm going to leave in the description of this episode and you can also find her at hot pink sunrise both on tiktok and on instagram and if you haven't already make sure that you're following the podcast so you don't miss out on the weekly episodes coming out every thursday you can also share this with your friends because i genuinely think this is such an important message to share with as many people as possible so if you feel like someone needs to hear this send them this episode and if you're a fan of the show make sure to leave a five-star review because it helps us a lot and i want to bring this this podcast to as many people as possible And that was it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I'll talk to you very, very soon. Bye.